Fentanyl. It could be hiding anywhere, including in your house, including in your medicine cabinet, or maybe at a friend's house where you're hanging out, playing games, and you get offered a pill. Don't take chances. If a drug didn't come from a pharmacy directly to you, you can find fentanyl by using a simple strip you can pick up at your local pharmacy. Don't take it until you test it, because fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Brought to you by the Georgia Department of Behavioral Health and Mental Disabilities. Don't take chances. If a drug didn't come from a pharmacy directly to you, you can test for fentanyl by using a simple strip you can pick up at your local pharmacy. Don't take it until you test it, because fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Warning, wake up sleepers, wake up woke generation. This is a fact check. Everything you're about to hear are facts, truths, and no deceptions. Everything you know, everything that you've been taught will be swept away. This is what they don't want you to know. Welcome back, my friends and my fellows. How are you, fellow servants? I would like to welcome you with a big, wonderful embrace and tell you that I am grateful for your patronage to come time and time again. Don't forget to tell a friend or two about the message here because we serve you. And we don't serve you lies, but we serve you a fresh batch of truth, uh, unfettered, with a side order of making sense of it all. I'm your host today, and I welcome you. Today we have a special broadcast, a special, uh, wonderful show, having to do with the top most important, or rather, the top 10 picks of following the brethren and their counsel. Now, what this is about is focusing in on, over the years, the brethren have given us many counsels of the Lord. Now, mind you, these counsels are not commandments. These are strong suggestions from the Lord that say, my son, my daughter, my sons and daughters, if you listen to these things, life will be well with you. If you don't listen to these things, then you'll have a harder time. These are certainly not commandments. These are not things that will keep you from the doors of the pearly gates. Those things are only called commandments. Now, one time, a long time ago, uh, a teacher in Sunday school said that, well, we should listen to the Lord in all things and we shouldn't just be commanded to follow the Lord. And she was right. The Doctrine and Covenants does say that we should not be commanded in all things. However, I do make the strong distinction between commandments and suggestions or guidance from the prophets because they are very important, yes, for our life, but it is crucial 
that we do not mistake sin for simple uh, misguidance. You see, sin is a rebellion. Misguidance is just a thought to do things your way, a thought to uh, take it upon yourself to go a different direction that's not a sin, but a harder direction. It's almost as if the Lord says, fill up your car at the beginning of the week uh, so you don't have to stop on Friday or Thursday to get more gas. You might be late for work. It's something like that. It makes life easier. And it also helps so that the adversary is not constantly on your tail. But let's face it, the adversary, for those of us that are following Jesus Christ, is constantly harassing us. And so I begin with the top 10. Again, the top 10 suggestions, the top 10 counsels of the Lord that will not keep you from a recommend, but they are very important in these last days. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. Bienvenido a Kaiser Permanente. El doctor ya te puede ver. Verá que aunque eres muy activo, ahora te cansas más rápido de lo normal. Verá que a menudo almuerzas comida rápida. Verá que pones a tu familia primero y tu salud tiende a caer en segundo o tercer lugar. Y claro que verá que tienes el azúcar alto, igual que tu papá. En Kaiser Permanente trabajamos juntos para ver todo lo que tú eres y darte el cuidado que tú mereces. Kaiser Permanente, para todo lo que tú eres. Let's start with number 10. Food storage. Now, food storage, the brethren have been talking about this. Prophets and apostles have been talking about this for the last 85, 90 years. And they have been hitting us hard with it. Now, what is the suggestion? The suggestion that the counsel of the Lord started with having an incredible amount of food storage. It entailed about seven years. Now, that council went down to four years. And then we had the final and subsequent council that we knew about, that, that we're preaching about almost every conference. In fact, every conference have food storage for a year minimum. Now, in these last days, these last of the last days, the brethren have changed it to storing, there have been a couple of changes, storing, make sure you had a 72-hour kit at least, and then the other side is make sure you store as much as you can 
as many years as you can. So it's an indefinite amount. It's gone from seven to four to one and 72 hours to indefinite. Food is, is essential for life, so store as much as you can. If you've stored 25 years like some of my friends have, then that's fantastic. The question is why, my friends, why? Because most of you are saying, well, they haven't talked about food storage in such a long time that it's irrelevant now. Why should I do it? Reality of it is, is that's when you should do it more because the time is so short now that you basically don't have time, according to the Lord's time, to have any food storage because it usually takes somebody two, three, four years to build up. But the reality, the reality is you do have some time. Yeah, you do have a window according to man's time because, you know, one second of the Lord's time is three days for us. Oh, my goodness. You know, in a matter of 10 seconds, 20 seconds, then it's time. It's not a lot of time. So the Lord stops hounding you and says, if they haven't listened by now, if they haven't listened by now, we're not going to hound them anymore. So in the last few years, we've heard a little bit scattered here and there about food storage, but mostly, mostly we have not. Now, why should we listen to this? Like I said, we haven't used it in 80, 90 years. Have the prophets been wrong? Well, my friends, what's coming is, and they've announced it on the news. You've heard it from mammon, famine. Famine is coming and you're going to be hungry and your children are going to be hungry. And so, again, it's not a commandment of God. It's not something that you're not going to get a temple recommend for. Certainly not something you're going to get kicked out of church for. But if you don't have stores of water, of food, and I mean plenty of, you're going to be in a disastrous time when you will have wished you had something, something there. Because believe me, hunger pains, hunger pains, when I was in Puerto Rico, suffering the world's end, I knew what it felt like to have a poor man's storage. And luckily, I had a storage, or my family would have not have survived. Because there were no stores, there was no supply, and that is how it needed the end of the world. Is food storage important? Well, yes, it is. You can follow this counsel of the Lord, or you cannot. Now, let me ask you a question as I'm telling you these things. You choose and pick and say people are naughty because they don't follow this particular counsel or this other counsel. Because pick and choose. There are many counsels of the Lord. And you have to decide if you are following them all, then you can look to the eye of your neighbor and pick the moat from their eye. But if you are not following all the counsels of the Lord, then by George, why would you bother when you are not doing it yourself. Number nine, a very important one. They all are. They all are. It's been preached, except for the last few years. Except for the last couple, two, three, four years, three, four years. It has been preached from the pulpit on a continuous basis. The Lord, this is how he acts, it's a continuous basis. To get a warning, these are warnings, these are preparations so that you can prepare, you can have a patch on your arm of protection against the adversary's wields. 
against his darts, against his storm, which we are now in. So what is number nine? It is having the women stay at home and nurture and bring up their babies. And when I say babies, I'm talking Texan now. I'm talking about children, children of all ages. Women are counseled by the Lord, not commanded. Again, if you go and take a job, which 99% of you are, this is not a breaking commandment. It's not something that you are not going to be worthy to go to the temple for. No, it's simply a choice. The Lord says this is better. And by George, he does say it is better. Just look at the conferences since 1971 onward. Those are the ones that are published on LDS.org. And so go look at the prophecies and the commandments and the counsels of the Lord for the last 50 years. And see yourself. How many prophets have talked about the women staying at home nurturing your children? How many do this? Why most not do not? I know very few women that decide to stay home and nurture their children. Bring them up in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because of the almighty dollar, of course, we make excuses, mistakes. We say, you know, in our day, in our society, we need double dollars in order to survive. This isn't true. You need dollars if that's what you worship, if that's what you go after. If that's what you need to come for yourself, you need dollars. But the reality is, is who is bringing up your children? School has them for seven or eight hours a day brainwashing them already. So you have them in school. They're telling them all sorts of things about trans, about homo, about everything else, abortion. So you have them in there getting brainwashed already. And you don't have any time with them. You don't have any time with the small ones. They are being raised by a caregiver a nanny, a tutor, somebody that is not you. Why did the Lord particularly choose you? Well, because he saw you, he saw your traits, and he said, this person is perfect for my child here. I'm trusting them with my child. Here you go. You will bring them up in righteousness. And so the counsel of the Lord to the women in Zion has always been and never has stopped to stay at home and nurture the child. Now, the prophet did give extenuating circumstances. These involved any kind of handicap in the home. The father is disabled, and so the mother takes over. That's fine. Or these involve death in the family. We have talked about, uh, they, they have talked about divorce. And these are all exceptions to the rule. Now, the rule being counsel of the Lord, not a commandment again. So you don't need to feel as though you are breaking the commandments and you are in sin. But do you need to feel guilty? Most mothers do because inside they know that they were called for a better, higher job than to please the boss at work all day long. And so I tell you that nurturing your children is one of the most important, if not the most important thing that a woman can do in the world because to bring up children, the Lord... Then we have an army, people. We have an army of goodness. Just like the stripling warriors. They didn't talk about their fathers. They talked about their mothers. Their mothers were the ones that taught them the gospel. Their mothers were the ones whose testimonies were so bright and taught them so well that these stripling warriors had faith beyond faith. They were able 
to not die in battle, not one of them. And so this is metaphorical. It will be physical soon, but metaphorically speaking, your children taught so well at home will not die spiritually. That's simply it. Are you keeping this counsel of the Lord? You're getting out of commandment. The Lord never said, I command you. Commandments are things like thou shalt not lie or do not take alcohol or drugs. Those are commandments of the Lord. But these are, these are counsels. I'm counseling you to do this if you want a better life, if you want a strong child, if you don't want a broken heart, these kind of things. So if you're not particularly choosing to follow this counsel of the Lord, are you choosing to judge other people not following other counsels of the Lord? Because if you are, then you're a hypocrite. First, keep all the counsels of the Lord. If you're going to be picking and choosing your favorite counsels to pick on from other people. Now, here's another counsel. This is number eight. And it comes from one of the apostles. One of the apostles mentioned it. It was Brother Uchtdorf. He mentioned, Elder Uchtdorf mentioned, that if you have your children working on genealogy, which they've changed the name to Family History and they change it back to something else. But if you have your children working on genealogy, particularly have your children working on your own ancestry and doing things like indexing and uh, researching, etc. If you have them doing this, the promise of the Lord, counsel of the Lord is have your children do it. The promise of the Lord is they will not fall astray. They will not. Now, we love our children. And in these times, in these times, we need the other side so much. Do we follow this counsel? Most of us are guilty of not following this counsel. Most of us feel this, I could have done this, I could have done better in this world that's full, that's full of so many chores and so many things to do. Why couldn't I just have made the time to have my family members practice a little genealogy of our family, a little research? Why couldn't I? There's time, and yet there's no time. But let me tell you, when we have the genealogical work done, the genealogical work, these spirits, from personal experience, I can tell you, I can tell you that people that do genealogy can tell you the same thing. These spirits on the other side are so eager, they're going to break rules sometimes. They're manifestations from the other side of the veil. When you are doing genealogy work are so intense, so, so vivid, so unfair almost because, oh, <laughs> that's obvious that, uh, that an angel did that. They're so obvious, the help you receive from the other side, not only in your personal life, but in finding them, these desperate people to get baptized, to have proxy baptism done for them in the temple. So I believe that the reason that President Uchtdorf promised this to us is because of these manifestations, these, these obvious anchors to the soul because your children will know what is happening. They're not blind. 
they'll see things and know things and hear things that would otherwise not be manifest to them. This council, I'm in need of myself. Many of us are. To do the work of genealogy. Again, not a commandment. Now, whoa, 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 let's hold on here. When I say not a commandment, I'm saying not something that will keep you from going to the temple. But certainly when we talk about exaltation, the highest uh, level of the kingdom of God, Joseph Smith was very specific on this. He did say to us that there has to be a link, a bonding link throughout all generations of time in order to be sealed together in an unbroken chain in the kingdom of God. Now, what this means is simply this, that we without our dead cannot be saved and they without us cannot be saved. When is the necessity to do this? It's in the mortal flesh, more tabernacle, I would assume. Will there be time given to us in the millennium? Well, definitely that will be an open season for doing this kind of work. I'm not going to, I'm not going to speculate and say, it's definitely if we don't do any genealogy now, we won't be saved. No. And it is a commandment. But the when, the how, the how much of it we need to do, that part is up in the air, really, because we are not given the exact descriptions of it. We have to have a bonding link all the way to Adam. Oh, my goodness. Bonding link all the way to Adam. Um, simply cannot be done in this life. Having done a little bit of genealogy myself, I know how difficult it is, but I know how rewarding it is. So it's a double-edged sword commandment, yes, but commandment now when we're living in a telestial kingdom, uh, or telestial laws, rather, and those laws get elevated into a terrestrial kingdom when we go into the temple make covenants there. No, they're not celestial laws by any means, people. We're talking about terrestrial. And so these laws get elevated to a terrestrial status so that we can inherit the kingdom of God, the celestial kingdom, because we've done covenants and taken upon ourselves uh, promises and covenants and keys that enable us to become uh, exalted. And so with that exaltation, we must have a binding link to all our ancestors. However, the time, the when, the hows are left open and unanswered. The suggestion then becomes the counsel of the Lord. Do your genealogy and have your children do their genealogy. Have them do their genealogy work. They will be not going astray. They will stay straight. Well, what a counsel of the Lord, huh? This was all before the transvestite wave, the big summer wave back in 2021, I believe, when everybody was in place, all their mules, all their uh, secret combinations and every organization placed so that they could spread out this summer wave of destruction, of brainwashing, manipulation, grooming and molestation because that's the way they reproduce by the way way before this summer wave 
came out, we had this counsel given to us from the Lord through his servants, the prophets and apostles, that we should have our children engaged in the activity of genealogy. My goodness, a promise from the Lord. They will not go astray. Now, if you're guilty of not not following this counsel, and when I say guilty, it's not really guilty. It's more of a inner guilt of, man, I should have done it the best way. Like Uchtdorf said, um, I like his counsel because he's the one that came up with the good, better, best. Again, we're not talking about a broken commandment per se, but the best way for your children, the best, if you want the best then have them do genealogy. Are you guilty of not doing that? Well, certainly you're going to feel guilty if you chose the good or maybe not even the so good. (laughs) If you're down there like myself that makes many mistakes, we're going to be saying, dang it. But are you picking the blameful eye on somebody else and saying, well, you're not following this counsel when you're not following that? Now, I chose number seven, not really in the order of importance of this is only the seventh most important thing, but I chose it because it's the Lord's number. It was such an important thing that I chose it as the Lord's number. It is the counsel of not having your children have a computer device accessible to the internet and have them be alone with this. This is something, access to the internet, something that was supposed to be done in a family room, in a family setting where your eyeballs can be on top of your child. Now, where's this counsel, you say? Because we haven't heard it recently. We haven't heard it again last three to four years. Actually, it hasn't been mentioned now for several years. We heard it in 2015, General Conference. We heard it in the very next one. And we've heard it in several after there, all the way to 2018-ish. But we haven't heard much of this. It was strongly preached before 2015. After that, they seem to have given up. The Lord seems to have said, well, they're not going to follow that counsel, so why are we going to continue? They strongly preached. And I'm talking prophets and apostles. Look it up. From the time the computers came out, the 2000s, 1997s and 2000s, and beyond all the way to 2015, 16, they strongly preached every general conference to please not allow your children to have access to the internet when they're on their own. There were lessons about this in the manuals, people, or if you forget. Now, I'm not going to say 100%, but almost 100% of... All children carry a cell phone device in their pockets. And these devices are constantly on, constantly surfing and looking around in the internet for things they ought not. And so what are these things? Well, as you know, the statistic of the church is very clear. When they say 100%, that means most everybody. 100% of children are involved or have been involved with pornography. Pornography, people. Now, this is, this is something that destroys the soul and opens them up to the adversary and to being groomed. 
by these suggestions of transvestitism and by these suggestions of perversionism. So if you're wondering why, why my child has turned to this particular thing, I'm going to tell you why. It's because the images and incredible immoral graphic images they are subject to on the phone all day long are completely unreal. You've given them these devices. They walk around with them. 99%, 99, almost 100% have these devices from an early age, 10 years old onward. Even five-year-olds have these things I've seen in my goodness. They're playing in church with them. They're playing in school with them. You've given your kids devices as if they need them because they're going to get stolen, etc. And you're right. The Gadianton robbers are everywhere and they need children for sacrifice. That is correct. But unfortunately, not following the counsel of the prophet produces, produces completely immoral, perverted children. And perversion turns to sin. Sin turns to sorrow. And there you have it. So, I chose this number for a reason. The perversion that we allow our children to have when seeking a cell phone device, having a cell phone device, is not following the counsel of the prophet once again. It's not your temple recommends going to take away from you. It's not your celestial kingdom status, etc. It is just simply the soul of your child. Until next time, we'll finish the list. Thank you. Thank you for coming. And tell a friend, why don't you? Or two. Warning. Wake up, sleepers. Wake up, woke generation. This is a fact check. Everything you're about to hear are facts, truths, and no exceptions. Everything you know, everything that you've been taught will be swept away. This is what they don't want you to know.